Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of, of park, park hoppers. hoppers. Bill's birthday was last week, and he wanted to celebrate at Universal Orlando. How could I not want to celebrate my birthday surrounded by dinosaurs, wizards, and an all-out Mardi Gras celebration? We're going to give you every detail of this amazing park day right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. Aww, I know we celebrated, you. but uh, is it official if we don't say it on the air? Uh, yes. Sure. <laughs> sure. Did you have a good birthday this I year? I did. We had a great day. And it all started with me surprising you. <laughs> my God. So, funny story. For those of you who don't know, my favorite movie of all time is Jurassic Park, and I love everything Jurassic Park. Even Jurassic World is pretty good. And since I'm a clever girl, I thought I would... Uh, Whoa! <laughs> look at you with the wordplay. <laughs> since I'm a clever girl, I thought I would clever make your, your birthday extra special. But you, you, you tell it. You did. So we were up really late the night before on the 24th, which the 25th was my birthday. We were up really, really late for some reason. I think we were watching a movie. We've been watching a lot of Marvel recently. Yeah. It's, oh. Yeah, WandaVision has got us hooked back on the MCU. Didn't we watch Infinity War that I think night? We did. I think we did. But we started at like 11 o'clock. Of course. Of course <laughs> we did. Because that's what we do. Of course we did. Um, so we were up to like 2 o'clock watching a movie, and then we went to bed, and then I woke up the next morning, walked out into our living room, and there was a whole bunch of happy birthday Jurassic Park decorations everywhere that were definitely not there at 2 a.m. So somewhere <laughs> between 2 a.m. and when we woke up around 8 or so because we had to get up the next morning to go to Universal um, we sh this crazy person over here to my left decorated our entire living room and I don't remember her getting out of bed to do it so she did it at like 3 o'clock 4 o'clock in the morning because she's crazy well what was funny was it was like 3 something and I think your phone was going off you were like you know people were being like happy birthday and yeah, like you're yes, talking to yeah. some of your your friends and I was like, is that your phone? And you were like, yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes you fall asleep so... Well, I didn't so... know you had stuff to do. I would have just gone to sleep and told you to do what you but gotta that's do. But that's not like how you do a surprise. No, but... Like, I, but if you like, you know, sometimes when you wrap Christmas presents when I'm home, like I'll sit in the bedroom while you do it. Sure. Like, just say you have something to do and I, I wouldn't have come out. I know, but I was trying to wait till after you fell asleep and then I put on Shit's Creek trying to throw you off the scent because that's what we're falling asleep to also, right now. Also, Danielle. Yes. If you were going to do anything like that, why did you let us start Infinity War at 11 o'clock? I don't know. <laughs> Crazy lady. Well... I snuck out and I, of course, I unwrapped everything and there's a big giant happy birthday T-Rex oh, skeleton. It's, it's phenomenal. I'll take a picture and I'll post it on our social media yes. so you guys can see it. Well, it was funny because it's I, still up. Yeah, it's still up. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was like, I'll just stick it to the wall and like 30 pieces fell out and I was like, oh, oh no. And Simba came out and he looked at the floor and looked at me and then went back inside with you. He was like, yeah, this is going to take a while. <laughs> But we started your birthday off with a surprise when you woke me up. It was so funny. I heard you get up and you come back and you go, those weren't up last night, were they? <laughs> and I was like, ha ha, I did it. You did it. I did it. Good job. Um, but we, you know, we got up and then we headed off to Universal Studios slash Islands of Adventure. 
Universal Orlando, which is exactly where you wanted to spend your birthday. I did. Now, normally, you know, I think I would probably choose one of the Disney parks to celebrate in, but we hadn't been to Universal together in months. Yeah. And so I was really looking forward to going back on, you know, my favorite stuff like the Hulk and the Mummy and Spider-Man and all that stuff. So I really wanted to go to Universal and you just have a Universal Day with you. And what better day to have a Universal Day than the birthday? Yeah. Well, First off, we got there around, I would say, like 10, 30, 11. Yeah. We waited in line for some birthday buttons. Yeah, this one really, really, really wanted me to get a birthday button. So we waited in line for a long time to get one at guest services. So they gave him one that said, like, I'm celebrating my birthday. And I had one that said, I'm celebrating Bill's birthday. Yep. And we had a great day at Universal. So we were there for that day from about... I would say like 12 to 6. Yeah, we got into the park around 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And then uh, we left a little bit before the closing time of Islands of Adventure, which closed at 6. I think we left around 5.30 or so, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think we got to our car at 5.45 because we still wanted to make time to have sushi later that yeah, night. Yeah, we had a big sushi date. Shout out Sukihana in yeah. Kissimmee, pro, Hunter's Creek. Pro tip, go to Sukihana. Currently, it's twenty four ninety nine for all you can eat sushi. So, but we're not going to talk about that today. But uh, we did get out just with enough time to be able to go do that. Yeah. But we got to go on tons of rides. We went on Mummy. We went on Jimmy Fallon. We went on Hagrid's. Um, what else did we go on? We went on Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, Cat in the Hat, Spider Man, Hulk. We had all my favorites pretty much that day, except for Jurassic Park, which had a, a kind of a, an unusually long wait that day i think when we walked by it it was like a 50 minute wait yeah which all the the times that we've gone to universal since the reopening it's been like five to 15 minutes somewhere in that window yeah you usually like walk on yeah and to me i love like i said i love jurassic park and i love being in that area of the park but that ride until the very end is dramatically underwhelming to me and i hope i hope they do some sort of refurbishment i i, I don't know if i want them to do what they did in california with that ride, the Jurassic World upgrade, but I, d- I would like to see you know a little bit more excitement rather than the just kind of floating along, kind of boring boat ride until you start ascending that hill to the final plunge. I have a real, real question for you now yeah. that you're saying that. What's up? So I strongly dislike Jungle Cruise. Okay. But I actually enjoy the Jurassic Park park ride but you know me i love puns. so why are why is that you think it's separate because they're so they have like the worst puns ever yeah 100 percent. okay if jurassic park and the jungle cruise would basically be the same ride if they didn't have funny skippers so let me ask you this if next time we go on i play a jurassic park skipper and give you lots of punny dinosaur lines oh, you might appreciate i'm all in 100 all right all right, challenge, you know, you challenge know, accepted. You know that voice that when you go over the first little hill that it goes, time, an ever-flowing river, blah, 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 blah. Welcome to Jurassic Park. And then nothing until you get to the hill. <laughs> okay. Until you make that wrong turn. It's like, oh, my God, are we making the wrong turn? Why are we going this way? Oh, crap, there's a, a raptor eating a little miniature shirt. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's just, it, to me, it's dramatically underwhelming. I think that, that raptor box that falls down right above your head right before you make the ascent is kind of boring, too. Um, in California, before they changed it, they used to have the 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 explorers like the green uh, and yellow explorers from the movie. Remember the scene where the the T Rex pushes it over the wall and in into the tree when Tim was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So that like they recreated that 
they had that thing coming over the wall on your right side and the car would come down and oh. then like tilt towards you. I thought that was really cool. Um, but the, the Raptor box is kind of underwhelming, as is that ride. But the 90-foot the drop is pretty badass. But anyway, I digress. Great time at Universal. Yes. And I, and I love being in Jurassic Park on my birthday. I thought that was really, really fun. That was so much fun. Now, I don't even know where to start because we actually did so much during that day. So real quick, shout out to Heather. And what was the name of that bar that we went to? The Watering the Hole. The Watering Hole. So if you go from Harry Potter area in Islands of Adventure into Jurassic Park, it's the first thing you see on your left. It is the Watering Hole. Fantastic drinks. Shout out to bartender Heather. Tell her that we sent you if you go there and have a Mai Tai at uh, at the watering hole with Heather. Yeah. So. She did, and also currently there if you buy a, a drink, you can get one that comes in a little cup and then every drink you get after that is like $4 cheaper. Yeah, so that the drink the first time you get it actually does come in that cup. Like you don't it's not a choice. You, oh. you get it that cup. But then if you go back and bring that cup that you got the first time, your drink is Three or four dollars cheaper. Which is pretty good, especially yeah. in a theme park. Yeah, it's awesome. And and they're strong too. Yeah, they were strong. So yeah, shout out to Heather. Um, but that wasn't the only beverage that we enjoyed that day. Right before we got into Jurassic Park, we were in Hogsmeade. And when in Hogsmeade, you don't not get a frozen butter beer. We shared one actually. We did. I feel like I probably could have had my own because it was so good, but sharing is just like the perfect amount for the butter beer. Mm-hmm. Um and we did that while we were waiting for um, waiting to go on Hagrid. Yes. So, uh, so we had lots of drinks. But why don't we do? You, do we want to talk about Mardi Gras first? Yeah. Let's let's jump back over to Universal Studios Florida, over to the other park that we did visit first. We went in there and we got our birthday buttons, and then we went through, and then boom, Mardi Gras just kind of hit us in the face. So Universal Orlando has a Mardi Gras celebration. And it's the International Flavors of Carnival. Yes. And we have never done this before. No, I had heard about it and I heard how awesome it was, and but I had just never been. So I was actually really excited to attend this as well. Now, we walked in kind of not knowing what we were going to you know, get. We hadn't eaten anything so far. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, which by then I was starting to go, all right, it's like... I'm getting hangry. I, yeah, you don't want to see me hangry. You want to see her hangry. You don't. Um, but what we were, were doing is we were walking around and tr- kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to eat. Smash. And originally... No, that's the other park. That's Islands of Adventure. Yeah, but you you Hulk smash when you're hangry. I know. Well, when you... <laughs> today we didn't even eat till like three, so we're like... That's lucky. true. So it just depends on the day. But I do Hulk smash when I'm hangry. I don't like it. No. Um, but what we decided to do was we went in, we were seeing all the floats, people were throwing beads everywhere, but we were ready to get some food in us. And at first we walked up to the booth and we were like, well, we'll just grab a couple things. And I got into one of the lines and I asked about these lanyards that were hanging out. And they have a Mardi Gras tasting lanyard. Now, the really cool thing about these is you can buy a lanyard. Anyone can buy one uh, for $55 and you get 10 items. It doesn't matter what the price of the items either. And you can share one as well. You don't have to have your own. Right. And then um, annual pass holders have an extra special deal. So they actually get for $65, you get 15 items on your lanyard. And that's specific for annual pass holders. And actually, we ended up getting this because we we were like, okay, so if you can use this 
multiple days. You just have to be done with it by March 28th, 2021. Then we should get that because every item equals out to about $4. Right. And not a whole lot on here is $4. So you're already saving money. So I want to talk about some of the food that we had because I was actually pretty impressed with the offerings. Just just browsing real quick before we go over what we had, pretty much every food item is over $4. So it's over $5. Um, most of them are, are north of $7 as far as the food, like the entree items. Um, the only ones that are a little bit cheaper are the desserts and some of the drink samples. And then they go as high as twelve ninety nine. I think, yeah. is the most expensive thing. So the, getting the lanyard is definitely a good deal if the, if that's something you guys would consider. So, and just so you guys know, um, the Mardi Gras flavors of Carnival is only located on the Universal Studios side. Right. So we walked around, and the first thing we had was, I don't know how to say it correctly. It's the stuffed coxinha. Yeah, so we had actually tried to get something else, and then their booth, like, shut down. And so they offered this to us, so we went with that. Mm-hmm. And that is crispy pulled chicken in teardrop fritters. And this came for $5.49. What did you think of these? So this, like Danny said, this wasn't something that we intended on getting. We actually got in line for another item that we had a little bit later, but they were having some issues with the grill that was cooking it. So with the the great universal attendant that was standing right there, and I can't remember his name, I'm sorry, but he was like, you know, I can't cancel the purchase, but what I can do is I can get you something from the other booth over here in Brazil. And so I walked over and saw the three options, and one looked, you know, something like that we would like. Yeah. And it was the stuffed coxinha, and it was really tasty. And this is from Brazil. Yes. So... I thought it was really good. What did you think? I I enjoyed it very much so. It was surprisingly good. If we hadn't been going for sushi later that night, I probably would have been like, let's get another round of that. That was really good. That was the thing because I was was kind of hesitant about the lanyard because I didn't plan on eating a ton at the park that day. Yeah, neither did I. Because I knew we were doing all-you-can-eat sushi later. But having bought that lanyard and basically got our money's worth halfway through... I'm really excited to go back and use the rest of it. Yeah, so am I. Well, I want to kind of break down what we actually got out yeah. of it, but we'll do that after yeah. our, our tastings. Let's let's finish telling the people what yeah. else we tried because that was a good kickoff to our our taste of Mardi Gras. Yeah. So the next thing that we tried, you go ahead. And- yeah. So this is actually the thing that we got in line to get when we ended up getting the coxinha was the uh, the the queso arepas yes. in Colombia, which yes. is actually right next to the Brazil booth. And it's a cornmeal cake filled with white shredded cheese. There's mayo ketchup and cilantro. And that goes for $8.25. So there's the price differential we were talking about. With the with the uh, the, the lanyard that we got, it, it ended up being about $4.25 per item. Right. So this item alone was $8.25. So we basically got 50% off by yeah. getting the lanyard. So how, why not? How you know? can you beat that? Um, but that was really tasty. I love the combination of mayo ketchup. I love Heinz mayo chup. I love that stuff. It's a great dipping sauce. It's great to put on a burger. It's great to put on pretty much anything. And that's basically what that was. And uh, having a cornmeal cake filled with white shredded cheese, which looking at it from the outside looked like there was a ton of cheese in it. Yeah, that was my only like <clears throat> thing about that. I think next time I'd like to try the one with... Um with I think the, the chicken or the, the beef. Yeah, the chicken or the beef because yeah. there wasn't enough cheese on that. And there's a carnitas one as well. Yeah. Um, but like I said, from the outside, it looked like there was a lot of cheese. But when we bit into it, there really wasn't a ton in there. 
Um, but the flavors were good. The cornmeal was really tasty. The the mayo ketchup ha- had a nice little flavor on top of it. And then the cilantro, you know, hit the spot as always. Uh, but I would definitely recommend getting the arepas from the Columbia booth for sure. Yeah. So I, I love that. I would definitely get that again. So that was our second item. Um, now our third item. Um, so I think everything else we have is listed under New Orleans. Yes. So even though everything's kind of from New Orleans in this, everything um, is listed on the menu under New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So the third thing we ended up getting was the crawfish and shrimp boil. And this went for twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. So on so our we got lanyard. It for $4. Yeah. <laughs> our lanyard, it was a third of the actual price, which is fantastic. But Everyone and anyone that has gone to this New Orleans section of the Mardi Gras Festival at Universal has told me that you have to have the crawfish and shrimp boil. And I was so excited to get this. I literally walked around the like half the park trying to find it because I didn't have a map. Um, and then we found it. And to be honest with you, I was wildly disappointed. Well, let's talk about what it is first. Yeah. It's a mixed bag of shrimp and dually sausage Red bliss potatoes and corn on the cob. Now, and then they have like the seasoning sprinkled all over it. Now, as a native New Englander, I consider myself a little bit of a seafood connoisseur. Okay. You know, I've had tons of good seafood. And we're not talking about red lobster here. We're talking about like local, like right out of the ocean, amazing seafood restaurants right. up in New England. And so I was really looking forward to having some some uh, some shrimp and all that. And crawfish isn't really a, a New England thing; it's more of a like a Southern Cajun thing. But anything seafood, I'm I'm down to try it. And I'm not a huge fan of having to peel my seafood. I know. Um, and the shrimp that was in the crawfish and shrimp oil was had a, the entire shell was still on. <laughs> Didn't you bite it? Cause you were I, like, I, I did because it, it was covered in like Cajun seasoning. So I wasn't sure. And I bit it and it was just all shell. So that completely turned me off right away. Yeah. Well, as soon as you bit into it, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then once you peeled the shell off, the the Cajun seasoning kind of went with it. Yeah. So that kind of defeated the purpose of the Cajun seasoning with this, with the shrimp for me. And then the crawfish, I had never had crawfish before, so I was really excited to try that. And it just, there wasn't much in it. You know, once you cracked the head off and you pulled the tail out, and that was basically it. And there was just a few of those in the dish. I mean, I think that we ate it, right? Yeah, I'm not, I, I think so. We may have to go back with somebody who's like, <laughs> yeah. this is how you actually eat crawfish. Right. So I would say that I definitely agree with you. I feel like if I were to go back, I would probably just get the shrimp boil. Yeah. So I could have some more shrimp and then maybe see if I could get a little seasoning on the side so that I could, after I peeled the shrimp, I could dip it in the seasoning. Because the stuff that we didn't have to peel was delicious. The andouille sausage was really oh, good. Oh, I wish there was more sausage in it. It yeah. just had like these two little tiny pieces, like two bite-sized pieces. Almost like you were like a sliced kielbasa almost. It yeah. was just like two tiny little slices. And then the potatoes were good, and the corn on the cob was excellent. Yeah. I really, really, I had the, uh, the the Cajun seasoning on the corn on the cob as well, but it was really sweet and really, um, what's the word, like soft. Yeah. Kind of. it, um, was, it, was, it, it was well cooked. Well cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you describe corn that's, you sweet, know when corn's not like, like the crunchy? sweet corn, yeah. But it's like, it like just kind of melts off of the cob. I don't know. It was like grilled, I think. Yeah. So, or no, but, it was boiled. Duh. <laughs> well, yeah. Duh. Um, yeah, but that was really good. So the, the sausage and the corn on the cob were the highlights of that dish for me. Would when you try sh- it again? Probably not. 
when it's the shrimp and cra- when it's the shrimp and crawfish boil and the shrimp and the crawfish are the two worst things on the dish, in my opinion, I probably wouldn't get that again. I would want to try the shrimp boil again and see if that okay. like. I feel like I would have liked if there were more than like two shrimp. That's fair. So I would definitely try it again because people rave about this. Yeah. But I also think in the past they've had like an all you can eat kind of I like th- boil. I think that was the case. And then people come around to your table because I know I've watched. I think it was like 25 bucks or something in the past and it was all you can eat. That makes sense. Well, the thing is, I know that I've watched um, the trackers do the like the boil. Yeah. And that there were people who were like helping them to like figure out how to eat the crawfish correctly i know like specifically in my brain like having watched that and been like hmm, i've never tried that before um but did did you pull up something about how much it cost in the past yeah i'm just trying to find an article real quick while we're while we're broadcasting here um i didn't see anything Oh, oh, there it goes. It's the Bayou Boil. It's an all-you-can-eat crawfish boil for $59.99 per person and $39.99 per child. It includes crawfish, shrimp, potatoes, corn on the cob, as well as chicken and dooley sausage and jambalaya by request. So it looks like it was $59.99, and you could literally eat all you wanted. Okay. I feel like I would have enjoyed that more because I think I would like, you know, the chicken and the sausage and the jambalaya. But I I would definitely give it another another go, personally. we'll, We'll see. And then maybe hopefully in the past we'll be able to do something like that. Yeah. Now that our basically our last eight items on the lanyard are basically free, maybe we'll try it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wasn't all we had that day. So, yeah, there was another uh, couple of New Orleans booths that we visited. And it, a lot of them are New Orleans-based. They're all in the same area of the park over by uh, the New York area, over by Jimmy Fallon. And uh, there was a bunch of tents. And then there was one area that was over by the big stage where they have all the concerts and all that. Right. Um, where they had a bunch of uh, high top tables and chairs out there, which was really nice to be able to sit at. Which we could find shade to be able to, you know, get away from the sun for a minute. Yeah. But we had the we had the lanyard and we had 15 items to try. And obviously we didn't try all 15 items because we were doing sushi, like we said. But when we went over to this booth, there was a couple of things that sounded really good. And the first one was a muffaletta sandwich, which went full price for seven ninety nine. And it was kind of like a like an Italian, uh, almost like an Italian sub that was kind of grilled on like a toasted, like a panini almost. Yeah. And uh, it, it had mortadella, salami, ham, mozzarella cheese, olive relish on a toasted bun. And it also it doesn't say it on here, but it also came with a couple like some of, chips. Some chips. Yeah. So. You were not sure about this at first. What did you think of this sandwich? Well, because of my appetite, I just, I kind of wanted to do one or the other, but then we decided to go on both because we had the lanyard. Yeah. And I really liked the sandwich. I thought it was really tasty. I like Italian subs, especially when they're toasted. Yeah. And this kind of hit the spot. It was a little bit smaller, but it was good. It was big enough for two people to share. You know, it was probably like three or four inches per per triangle of the sandwich. And but it was it was a really really good taste. The olive relish was a nice touch. Yeah, I thought the mix of everything came together really yeah. beautifully. So one thing I don't think I had said was there's a place in San Antonio where we usually get like sandwiches and stuff, mm-hmm. and they used to have a muffaletta sandwich oh, that really? had an olive relish. And as a kid, you could get like a muffaletta sandwich like kids meal, uh-huh. and it was always so good. And I hadn't had it in so long. But it, I mean, obviously it wasn't the same thing, but I was hoping for like a similar like flavor. Yeah. And 
I mean, it, it wasn't like the same, but it was really, really good. I would definitely get this again. And I wish it came in like a, a full size. Yeah. Um, but at that same booth, we got something else. Yeah, we got the shrimp gumbo that went for five forty nine full price. And uh, that was New Orleans-style gumbo with Gulf shrimp, bacon, and dooley sausage, okra, and bell peppers. Now, when you're when in New Orleans, you got to do gumbo. Yes, and we were in New Orleans. <laughs> and we were, technically. And uh, it was really, really tasty. I enjoyed it. The serving size was a little bit small, and it was served over a bed of white rice. But once you mixed everything up, the flavors were excellent. I really, really enjoyed that shrimp gumbo, and I, I would eat an entire bowl of that if they gave it to me. But it was kind of like a small cup worth. Yeah, and I did want to say also that the okra was not only in the shrimp gumbo, but it was also on top of the muffaletta sandwich. They had like right. like a speared piece of okra, and it was actually like a pickled okra. That's right. That's it right. was so good. Yeah, you, you tried that. I didn't try that. I ate the whole thing. It was so good. I wish I could like snack on those. It's funny because sometimes anything you pickle still tastes like a pickle. Yeah. Um, but so out of these two, would you get both of them again? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I would definitely get both of those again. But I do definitely want to try some other things when we go there. But we can definitely do some repeats if we want to. Yeah. Well, there's two more things that we got. In New Orleans. In New Orleans. Because that's what you do. And the first one that we got, I had actually never had these before. This not is surprising to me how much your family stays at Port Orleans and Disney. <laughs> I don't think I've had them. At least not in like, like nothing that has struck my memory that yeah. I like have had them. Um, we had beignets. Yeah, and when in New Orleans, you have beignets. Yes, and they were five ninety nine, and that's just sweet fried pastry with powdered sugar. For those of you guys who don't know what beignets are, they're basically just like fried dough balls that are kind of hollow in the center, but they're just loaded with powdered sugar on the outside. And when and you bite them, it's like a poof of explosion. smoke. Yeah, <laughs> but they're they're amazing when they're fresh. These ones were a little less fresh. I think they had been sitting there for a little bit, and they weren't as warm as they normally are. But warm, fresh beignets are one of the best things on the planet. And But these ones at Universal were excellent. They were very, very good, and we both enjoyed I think there was, what, four in the bag? There were four in the bag, yeah. So they were decent-sized. Again, same kind of size as the, uh, the triangles of the sandwich, maybe a little bit smaller, like two or three inches wide. And there was four of them in, in the bag for five ninety nine, so it's not a terrible deal, and it's even cheaper if you have the lanyard. Well, I thought those were really good, even though they were like not super hot. Yeah. So I really liked that. Um, and then the last thing was what we actually tried to get first, and we ended up getting it last yeah. because they had actually not had. Um, I think they were having an issue with, with the fryer. With the fryer, okay. Yeah. So the last thing was... And the best thing. And the best thing, the Andouille Twisted Tater, yes. which went for $10.99. $10.99. And that was a stuffed Cajun Twisted Tater with sausage, and then you could add the Andouille Queso for $2. And one thing that we discussed when we were sitting down and eating at the table was when they offer you to add queso, always add the queso. Now, here's the catch. If you do use a lanyard, you still have to pay the $2 to have the queso, but it was 100% worth oh my gosh, the $2. So worth it. Now, what did you think of the Twisted Tater? By far the best thing we had that day. I was so like surprised at how good this was. Yeah. Um, I also have to say that the queso made it next level. It I, was excellent. I think it would have made me sad if it didn't like I, I would have been like that's good but like the queso that's that's where yeah. it's at 
But the twisted tater was really cool looking. Like it's really hard to explain it, but it was like a, a potato that was spiraled around a stick. Yeah. Like almost like uh, if you if you parked at the top floor of like a parking garage, and you know uh, on one side where you go like c- like continuously go in a circle down to the bottom floor, that's kind of what it looked like on a stick. With a sausage in the middle. With a sausage in the middle up the entire stick. The sausage was really good. The potato was still warm when we got it. And the queso, like Danny said, was next level. The combination of the three, I think that was the best thing we had all day, personally. I totally agree. Um, So would you get those two again? Oh, I would definitely, definitely, definitely get the Twisted Tater again. Uh, I would probably get the beignets again, but I want to have better beignets somewhere else. That's fair. I, I really like them. We still need to go to um, French Quarter. Or, yeah, when it opens. Yeah, when it opens and get some beignets. Yeah. And don't they have beignets like that? They have Mickey beignets. They have Mickey beignets, but then they have regular beignets they have that you stuffed could, ones too. With, that have like alcohol in them, right? Yeah, yeah. You can drunk you beignets can inject, or something. Yeah, you can inject alcohol into them, which is crazy. See, I really want to try that. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Uh, now the lanyard, we still have eight punches on there. Yes. And they don't actually punch your card, they just scan it, but eight punches. And again, we got the annual pass holder special that was sixty five dollars for fifteen items. Correct. Now we used seven of our punches to total for seven dishes. And I actually added that up before our show started. And this is pre-tax. This is pre-tax. It actually came out to just under $60. So if you add in tax, we're looking at about $65, which was was the cost of the actual lanyard. So we didn't even use half of it, and we already made our money back. Right. So we still have eight more things to try, and we, if we were paying full price, we'd be getting them for nothing. Yeah. So... um, Worth it. I, I... a hundred percent have to encourage, you know, get the lanyard, especially if there's more than one of you guys and you just want to like eat all the Mardi Gras stuff, get, you know, get what you can. Um, if you're an annual pass holder, a hundred percent spend that extra $10 for the extra five dishes. It's a no brainer. Yep. Now, um, we enjoyed Mardi Gras food. Um, what did you think of the atmosphere of Mardi Gras? Um, so I had, like we said, we'd never been to Universal's Mardi Gras before, and I had heard it was a, like a grand party. Like there's parades and floats and music and people throwing beads and confetti and crazy stuff going on all, all around. But right now in the time of COVID, things are a little bit different, but they did still have the floats out, but they were they were stationary. Yes. So people weren't gathering for parades, and you would just kind of walk around Universal Studios Florida and you would walk by floats and they would have actors on them wearing masks and they would, they also were wearing gloves which was an interesting touch to me because they were throwing beads to people. Yeah. So they weren't touching beads with their bare hands and throwing beads to people. I, I actually noticed that right away. They were wearing like character themed gloves of the costumes that they were wearing. Right. And so they were throwing beads to you as you walked around and you know some of them would throw one, some of them would throw like 50 in the air and people would um you know, run over and grab them, whether they hit the ground or whether they caught them or not. But people were doing a good job, you know, staying away from the float and staying away from each other. And the characters were doing a good job throwing them, you know, in in an area where tons of people wouldn't be gathering. So I thought the atmosphere of Mardi Gras, which hits you kind of right in the face when you walked in, when you walk in the Universal Studios side and you walk straight ahead down towards New York, 
and you go towards Jimmy Fallon, you know, Mardi Gras, boom, right there. Everything is right in front of you. One thing I do have to say is the floats that they have all over the park are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they're very extravagant, lots of color. Like, I really want to go back and look at the floats a little bit better because... I feel like in the back of my head, I was like, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> we have to do everything that you want to do yeah, today. Yeah, I'm not that worried about it. Well, I wanted you to have a good birthday. I don't care that much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Somebody come get him. I don't um, care about your birthday that much. I care about your birthday. I, I hit 21, I hit 30, and now they're just no more fun. <laughs> oh, that's so Until 40. Sad. 40 might be a little bit different, but I don't want to think about that. Hey, that's no that's fun. Too, that's too far away. Well, regardless, I feel like in the back of my head, I was like, we have to do everything that Bill wants to do because he has to have the most sure amazing spectacular birthday um but i i really want to stop and kind of look at all that stuff because that was a lot more fun than i anticipated it being yeah now there are a couple other things that i just wanted to talk about before we close out our episode today um we did try to hit a couple things while we were at the parks first off um we actually went to go get our annual pass holder swag which if you're not familiar with this Usually, is it once a month they have new things for uh, annual sure. pass holders? I don't know if the magnets are once a month, but they definitely have new pins once a month. Um, but it might be quarterly for the magnets. But the Universal gives away magnets and pins to the uni- to their annual pass holders, and you have to go into the annual pass holder lounge, which is right across from the Born Stuntacular show, Yes. Uh, to get these things. And you have to check in with your annual pass, and then you get in line, and then they give you your magnet and or your pin if you want it. Uh, unfortunately, we went to the annual pass holder lounge that day, and they had told us that they were completely sold out park-wide, and it, they're free, so it's sold out's kind of like a wrong term, but they were out of them. Well, it's included in like the cost of your annual pass. It's, yeah. like, it's like a perk. And, yeah. um, but it's, it's, always, it's always listed as while well, supplies last. It's not guaranteed to get one. Yeah. It should be. But I mean... But, it, but it's not. I really wanted the magnet. I care less about the pins. Same. I really like collecting the magnets. We have all the other magnets from since we've been annual pass holders, and so I'm really look, looking forward to getting this one. But the guy in the pass holder lounge basically told us that they were sold out park wide and they weren't getting any more. Which, for the for the fact that Mardi Gras is still going on for another 26 days at the point of this recording, is ludicrous. Yeah. So um, I will say that I anytime we try to get the Disney annual pass holder swag. They've never been out of it. Right. And this is not the first time Universal has been out of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I mean, I'm not mad about it, but order more. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> have, have enough to cover your pass holder pool. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I really like, you know, getting those perks. And is it going to, you know, change my life that I didn't get a magnet the other day? Absolutely not. No. But also, like, like Bill just said, since there's so much longer, like, you know, make sure you have that stuff for your annual pass holders. Uh, like, what if we were just visiting and we were so excited to get our magnet and, you know. And, and again, I can understand. Mardi Gras goes on for about a month and a half. And if it was like a week left or less, then whatever. Yeah, fine. They were super popular. Great. Whatever. But for the fact that there's like another month left of Mardi Gras. Right. And they're out of the magnets is kind of crazy. Yeah. Whoever's ordering them, double your order. At like least. Or something. Sounds Please. like you need a triple or quadruple it. <laughs> Yeah, you got you got some good swag, some good perks, so we'd like to we'd like to get those. But luckily we live here, so we can, you know, update you guys the next time we go if they have them back. Um the other annual pass holder perk that we got to do is we actually got these 
annual pass holder cups. Yes, the refillable drink cups that they have for the Coca-Cola freestyle machines. So Universal has the ability to purchase a cup, and then there's freestyle machines all over both parks. Now, the day that you buy it, you get free refills that whole day, but then when you bring it back another day, they charge you a certain amount for... I believe it's $9.99 for the day, but you can also use your pass holder discount on it, which saves you 10%, so it's like $8 and change. Right. And this is great, especially with it being so hot. There's stuff like places all over the park to get drinks. And, you know, it's hot and humid outside. You want to stay hydrated. And the best part about those freestyle machines is that it's not just soda either. You can get water. You can get Powerade. You can get iced tea. You can get all different kinds of stuff. And so for you to drink all day at the park for eight or nine dollars is a really good deal. And I really wish Disney would do something like that. I know. Me too. That's the one thing that Disney doesn't have that... I would really love to see them have, um, you know, but that's mostly why I, I mean, I know it's healthier to drink water anyway, but that's yeah. mostly why I drink water at Disney anyway. But, um, the cool thing about this was not only are the cups absolutely adorable, mm-hmm. they're just decorated so beautifully, but they actually had a deal going on that day. Yeah. And you can see the cup on our Facebook page. We did actually post a picture of it the day that we bought it, but what was the deal that they had going on? So the deal was, we well we didn't know it at the yeah, time I had no idea so we walked into mel's and it was a little bit confusing and they were like oh okay we'll get you a cup and then they kept asking me do you want a water and i was like yes yeah because i wanted to get the universal cu- i wanted to get this new cup and then you just wanted a cup of water right and so she rang you up and she, then she was like do you still want a water and i was like yes like i'm thirsty like i don't i don't (laughs) it was hot yeah like and i i'm realizing in hindsight that she rang us up for the buy one get one free annual pass holder cup so you actually paid for like what was it $16.99 and that includes your day of refills the day you buy it and then again it's eight or nine dollars to to refill after that every every other day. Yeah. But the, the one cup is $16.99. If you guys are going with a family or some friends, you can buy multiple cups for cheaper per cup. Right. And she ended up handing us two cups. And when she first handed it to me, I was like, uh, I did not. Yeah. I did not purchase a yeah, cup. Yeah, I didn't feel like spending $32 on, on two cups. Right. But then I looked at the receipt. She charged me for one, and we happened to notice that it said, buy one, get one free. Yeah, and so that was really cool. So hopefully they'll still have something like that going on for a while because that's a great incentive for you to <clears throat> pay up front and then bring those cups back to continue yeah. getting refills mm-hmm. in your visits to the park in the future. I think that's very, very smart of Universal. And I've been bringing that cup to work, and I'm, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So they have, they have Coca-Cola Freestyle cups that are available to everybody, but then these ones with the yellow caps on them, actually say UOAP on it, like the, the Universal Orlando annual pass holder. So it's kind of cool. You get your your exclusive annual pass holder cup. And um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Now, one last thing that I wanted to talk about this before... Well... Before this, that? Before that. Okay. It's something else that's exciting. Oh, boy. Um, the walls have been taken down at the Velocicoaster. That's what I was excited about. <laughs> okay. Now, um, so first off, guys... Uh, Universal had been joking that they were building a churro stand for the longest time, even though we could see, obviously, that it was (laughs) uh, some kind of roller coaster. Unless you were going to ascend a 150-foot hill to go get a churro, that was not a churro stand. Worth it. (laughs) Well, I have to say, now that the walls have been taken down, oh my goodness. Dude. This ride looks 
absolutely insane in person. It's gorgeous. And now that they're doing testing and they actually had people on there because they were shooting promotional footage. Uh, now that we're seeing the, the ride vehicles going through and, and testing all the parts and seeing what the ride is actually going to look like, man, this Velocicoaster is going to be nuts. And right now they're touting it as summer 2021, but with the progress that they've made and the amount of testing that they've already done as of today, March 2nd, this might open early. So let me ask you, as a Jurassic Park fan, yep. how excited are you to ride this ride? I am next level excited. Um uh, it doesn't look nearly as crazy intense as far as inversions go as Hulk does. So if, if you guys can handle Hulk, I think you'll be able to handle this ride. But it is being touted as the fastest launch coaster in Florida. Give it to me now. So they're, they're saying that it might be going up to about 70 miles an hour on one of the launches, which is really fast. Get me on that coaster right now between the theming and the raptors and the rock work and just it being jurassic makes me so excited to get on this ride i cannot wait so they're already testing it out i volunteer as tribute i will ride the ride over and over again in order to test it out me too um but i'm super excited about this but there's something else that we are super excited about oh yeah guess what today is what is today today is our 52nd episode of a couple of park hoppers that's a lot of us our first show was last year march 4th 2020 Right before the world (laughs) went too crap. The world turned upside down. (laughs) So yeah, you can blame us for that. But we're still here. Don't say that. (laughs) But we're still here. (laughs) And we're and we're if we're still here, then the world is getting is gonna get better at some point. And don't blame us for that. Yeah, don't don't, yeah, don't do that. (laughs) I take that back. Okay. (laughs) But so on what day did you say was our first episode? March fourth, last year was the first episode on our iTunes feed. And so right now is our 52nd episode. So it has been one year of a couple of park hoppers. This is such a really, really cool milestone to hit when you're, you're, when you're doing a podcast and you're doing a venture like this. You get through one year of weekly content. It's, it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun at the same time. And we've seen so much growth and so much support from you guys. Yes. And th- here's the thing, guys. The sky is the limit for us and for all of you guys out there in park hopper land and we have something coming to you guys real soon and and what is that so we're working out the details of when the first one is going to be but starting next month in april we are going to be live video streaming our show so we haven't decided what platform we're going to go on yet most likely facebook live or twitch or maybe even youtube but we haven't decided that yet we're still working out the kinks but we are going to be live stream videoing our show so you guys can actually watch us do the show live and you can interact with us uh, while we're doing the show live and then the show will be posted on our podcast feed the following day. Straight from Park Hopper Studios. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been building a studio the last couple of months and you know, slowly but surely acquiring things to uh, build up that studio. We've got a little bit of a set going on around us right now. We bought a new computer, a uh, much faster computer than we had before. Um, and we're really, really excited that in the next month or so, we're going to be launching the the video stream of our podcast so you guys can join us inside Park Hopper Studio for the show. Now, if you're listening, guys, we just want to say thank you for joining us for the first year of a couple of Park Hoppers. Thank you. And we just want to let you know, again, the sky is the limit. We've got so much exciting stuff to come. 
and we are ready for many, many more years of Park Hoppers to come. Stay tuned. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hoppers Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join the over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye out on all of our social media platforms for all things theme park news. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.